the Tom Sumner Program. Old Fashioned Radio for a New Generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Tom, easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm alright, Tom. How are you? Lucky day, Mr. Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a great question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program, old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. And welcome back, everybody, as we roll into hour two of our three-hour tour known as the Tom Sumner Program. My guest this hour is a uh, medical doctor and author of uh, the forthcoming book, The Still Point, The Simplicity of Spiritual Enlightenment. His uh, name is Kevin Kronitsky. He joins me by phone. Good morning, Kevin. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Tom. Happy to be here. Um, if you were working as an MD, how'd you find time to write a book? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I, I, I was in the on the business side of medicine. I, w- I was, um, you know, working as an executive in medical diagnostic companies for about fifteen years or so, and. Um, you know, I, I, at a certain point had, had found an opportunity to, uh, to move away from working full time. And it was about five years or so after that, that the, uh, that the book, that the book was written. And what in the book, it, it talks about the simplicity of spiritual enlightenment. Um, if, if it's simple, why are people struggling with it so much? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's simple because it's our you know it's our real nature. It's it's our aware being, and um, the reason that it is that people are struggling with it, as you say, is because it's overlooked. It, it's quite simply um, something that is overlooked in favor of experience. It's it's overlooked in favor of everything that's out there in the world: our thoughts, our feelings what we see, um, you know, what we, uh, what we see, what we smell, what we feel. And, and this, uh, this aspect of us is the aspect of, of ourselves that knows um, experience. And as a result of that, it's, it's, it's overlooked by, by most, most people. How did you go from what, what, by most people would describe as a, a pretty successful life to feeling like somehow it wasn't working. Was it successful though? It was successful maybe in terms of, you know, in terms of having a good job and having a title and, and, and making money, um, having a re- relationship, but you know, um, I was miserable, uh, was not happy, was not at peace. Um, you know, had great conflict in my, in, you know, with my wife and in my per- personal relationships, um, particularly with, particularly with, with my wife. So, you know, at a certain point, you, you begin to recognize that 
what the world is saying is successful has nothing to do with whether we're happy and whether we're, you know, whether we're peaceful and whether we feel free. And that was certainly the case with me. So um, it was that recognition uh, that led me to say there's got to be an, another way here. Uh, you know, th there has to be um, there has to be a another way other than what the world says, what the world defines as uh, as external success. What is the role of spirituality in uh, replacing anxiety, fear, and stress with happiness? Well, you know, spirituality is just a word, and it, it you know it can mean so many different things, and there are so many different concepts that people have of what spirituality is. What I'm referring to here is the simple knowing of our own being, the knowing of that aspect of ourselves that doesn't come and go. You know, it, it, um, uh, it's ever-present, it has no lack, and it doesn't come and go. And as a result of that, when that is clearly seen and clearly seen over and over again, the fear and the anxiety uh, go away. Essentially, the fear and the anxiety came because we are living in separation. We are living in the belief that we are isolated individuals that are separate from others and separate from the world. And of course, that, that is an anxiety-provoking uh, anxiety -provoking belief. Unfortunately, it's the belief that most of humanity still labors under. Uh, and when we recognize that not, that is not the case, that we are not separate, we are not isolated, that our being is whole and shared, um, it, it's the end, essentially, of, of the fear that, uh, you know, that, that had been driving us previously. How, what, what role did the pandemic and ultimate uh, uh, quarantine and lockdowns and isolation um, have in... Um, making people feel even more separate and perhaps um, come to the conclusion that they have been doing it wrong. Yeah, I mean, you know, the, the role of the pandemic, of course, is going to be separate for everyone. Everyone is, you know, ha had a, is going to have a different experience or had a different experience during that. But I think Without a doubt, you know, there are two sides to, to that, uh, two sides to it. And, and the first side, of course, is the, the party line narrative or the, you know, the media narrative, which was just really to pump fear into everyone every single day and, and to do it at a, you know, to, to do it continually. And, and of course, if that's latched onto and, and if that's, you know, if that's accepted, then that has one, one effect and it's, it's ultimately a negative effect. But I think for many, for many people out there, there, there's also a, a silver lining. You know, I talk about that in the book a little bit briefly, a, a silver lining to it in that it forced a lot of people to go within, you know, to, there was a lot of isolation. There was a lot of time to, a lot of time, you know, spent alone. And um, for many, that was an opportunity to uh, to go within and, and really to to begin uh, this process or to continue this process of, of self recognition of the recognition of of our true nature. So um, you know, very different, uh, very different for, for for different people. But I do believe there was a silver lining to it. How much of of self recognition is about letting go of distractions? Um, compared to 
sort of trying to design a place you want to be? A hundred percent of it. <laughs> and I, I say that because, you know, you can't, you can't design what you already are. You can't achieve what you already are. You can't become what you already are. Yet lots uh, of lay- people try. Oh, that's, that's the, you know, that's the egoic uh, thought system. That's the thought system of the world. You know, that's the thought system of, you know, when you ask me, uh, you know, why you were successful, why did you, you know, it's, it's that success as defined by the ego mind. And it's not, it's, unfortunately, it's not success. Uh, it's not success at all. So, um, you know, the recognition of what we already always are is a letting go. It's, it's a letting go of false beliefs and false conditioning. Um, and, and, and a letting go of our continual interest in everything that comes and goes, everything that's external to us, primarily our thoughts and feelings. You know, our thoughts and feelings are really where the, uh, the core uh, belief in separation um, exists because we equate what we are with our thoughts and our feelings. And, of course, thoughts and feelings come and go all the time. They, they, they don't last very long. And as a result of that, you know, we're equating ourselves with the uh, – the shifting sands of the ephemeral, you know, that, that, that which continually comes and goes and that, that alone, you know, creates a baseline state of, uh, of, of underlying anxiety and fear. What, what can people do in a world that seems to revolve around, um, dragging people into all these distractions as a way of, of providing even the most simple of, things like food, clothing, and shelter. What can people, what can people do? In other words, if people, if people let go of the things that are making them unhappy, um, how do they make a living? This in no way, shape or form is, uh, incompatible with living in the world and, and making a living or, having a, you know, having a job or, or operating in society or being a husband or a wife or a son or a daughter, it, it, it's in no way incompatible with that. It's simply recogni- recognizing, you know, what our true nature is. And when you recognize what your true nature is, um, there's a great clarity, but it doesn't mean that you, you know, stop operating as, as necessary uh, with, you know, within the world. And certainly you don't stop operating um, you know, in, in terms of, you know, providing, you know, providing your basic needs. Um, not at all. For you, um, you spent three years in a self-described ashram after leaving your corporate job. What, what was that like for you? I, I, for a lot of people, especially people who have been busy, you know, had, had a schedule to maintain and so on, um, what was it like when you got up that first day and didn't have to go to work? Well, you, you know, <laughs> the, the self-described ashram was, you know, was moving, you know, moving down to South Florida, buying a home. And, you know, m- you know, my wife and I really just turning away from the condition patterns of behavior that we had been operating under for, for, for decades. And, you know, when, when one does that and, you know, she shares this understanding and, for me, it, it of course was uh, you know I'm tremendously lucky to have someone there as a, as a mirror in in every moment to really you know t- test and deepen this understanding. Um, but it it it's true that there's a great conditioning that the world places uh, on us, and 
it takes time for that conditioning to wash out. You know, it, it, there's, there's absolutely no doubt, Tom, for, for example, that, you know, for, for a long time, you know, waking up on Monday morning, there is a whole set of psychological conditioning that goes along with what that means. You know, you should be at work, you should be doing something, this is the start of the week. But, you know, over time, as, as you really, um, you know, deepen the, um, the recognition of yourself as the still point, which is, of course, what the title of the, the book is and what I, you know, chose to call, um, you know, ch- chose to call our true nature, those, that psychological conditioning washes out. And, and it goes away. And life becomes much more concentrated um, in the now without any, you know, uh, preconceived conditioned programs running in the background, those programs that, you know, had been running for, uh, you know, for most, if not, if not all of your life. You know, the, a lot of people have, um, have this sense that they're not doing what they feel they should be doing. They're not happy in their pursuits. And so they start looking for something else, and very often it's it 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 ends up being more of the same. I, I guess what I'm leading up to is is trying to ask if in the book and if in your own experience did you discover a roadmap to yourself? You know. Um... I, I mentioned in the book that in uh, for about 10 years or so before this decision to kind of turn away uh, a little bit from full-time engagement, you know, in society. And I, I we, we both did A Course in Miracles. A Course in Miracles um, was, uh, you know, was, was a book that we, that came our way. And in that decade, we really worked that. It's a more progressive path to the recognition of self. But in many, in many ways, that's, you know, a roadmap to unwind the mind. So it's, it's a beautiful way to unwind um, our mind from the, uh, the conditioned belief structures that, that have driven us. Ultimately, though, ultimately, you know, after that, in, in, in coming down here and finding this direct path to the recognition of self, there is no roadmap to that. It's simply recognizing that which we already are. And, you know, I, there's there's no question that that progressive approach and, and spending a decade with the Course in Miracles was something I needed for you know for my mind. It was absolutely necessary, um, you know, for for me. But in, in the end, you know, in the end, the, the, the recognition is uh, without a path. It's a pathless path. Uh, you can't um, you can't form a path to where your aware being is is already standing, and that's here and that's now always. My guest is uh, Kevin Kronitsky, author of the forthcoming book, The Still Point, The Simplicity of Spiritual Enlightenment. Kevin, I have to take a uh, short break here. Can you stick around for a few minutes so we can talk some more? I sure can, Tom. Thanks. All right. That'd be great. If you're listening to us on WFOV, our voice is Radio 92.1 FM Flint. They are a broadcast service of the Flint Odyssey House Spectacle Productions and my good friend Paul Herring. We're going to let them squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us at TomSumnerProgram.com, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. There's more of the Tom Sumner Program coming up straight ahead. 
Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom What are you doing? Oh, you know, just, um, attorney general stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than $1,000 now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So, listen... We just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards, and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam? Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dana, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. And welcome back, everybody. We continue our conversation with the author of the forthcoming book, The Still Point, The Simplicity of Spiritual Enlightenment. Kevin Kronitsky joins me by phone. Kevin, welcome back. Thanks for sticking around, and sorry to make you sit through all that. Oh, no problem at all. Um, Kevin, just before the break, we were talking a little bit about, um, I was asking if there was a roadmap to save to self, and, and I wanted to explore that a little bit more with you. Um, you you mentioned uh, just before the break about Monday morning and, and all of these things that go through your head, you know, uh, appointments and starting the week and, you know, getting yourself in gear. And and I guess what I'm wondering is if in the process of, of letting go of that, is there a way to train your voice not to do that, not to look around your house and go, well, you know, uh, wood needs splitting for the fireplace, and, you know, there's all this stuff to do. Um, can you somehow ch- change that voice in your head to, to do, I don't know, mental yoga or something? Well, <clears throat> you know, a, a few a few points on that. It Behavioral control doesn't work. You know, you can't tell yourself to think differently or you can't <laughs> um, impl- implore yourself to, you know, to stop following your thoughts. What? Oh, how this, I this wish I is- could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This, this approach is more about recognizing your true self, which is prior to thought. And when you do that, you, you simply begin to abide as that more and more. And it creates uh, a separation between what you are, what you uh, exist as, your being, and the thoughts and feelings that arise within that being and fall back down. So it, those other, the other aspect of that, the, the conditioning that begins to wash out, is, you know, in, 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 in my case, was very much predicated on, first, that recognition of what our true nature is and just beginning to align you begin to then align the way that you live and the way that you act and react and think and feel to that true nature so that's kind of you know that that's one one aspect but i think another point to make is you know you mentioned about chopping wood or what needs to be done none of that stops you know that you you don't you don't stop doing the things that are necessary to live in fact you do them much more efficiently because you're not adding anything to them you know, if, if, if uh, you have to, uh, you know, cook dinner, you, you cook dinner and your focus is on nothing but that. And it's, uh, it's a very efficient and effective process. Is there a, a eureka moment when you figure out who you are? There's a moment that is a, a timeless instant of recognition or a timeless um, a timeless instant where uh, the the self is recognized as that which you already are, and in in that in that moment, all concepts are essentially resolved. Um, yes, that that is that is something that um, that is something that in in you know everyone's experience uh, 
at some point that comes and and from that point on generally speaking is when the actual you know work begins of all the things we've been talking about here today on the show tom this you know this realigning you know realigning process it's it's um it's it's at first a recognition but that recognition when it initially comes brings the a little bit of of relief because at this point there's there's the recognition that you are not the body and the mind but the body and the mind are experiences within your aware being it takes a bit of time um in terms of resting as that and abiding as that and going back to that before the conditioned mind accepts that comes to its own highest understanding uh and and accepts that to the point where the um, the nature of what you truly are, the, the ever present nature, and the uh, the completely fulfilled, the the infinite aspect of it, the aspect of it that is without lack, comes to the surface. It takes time for that to happen. So, in a sense, you you could say that um, there's really one you know timeless uh, instant <clears throat> in a sense, and then there's a uh, there's a, a a period within time after that where the mind uh, the mind begins to slowly uh, you know it, it it slowly bathes and dissolves within its source and and becomes realigned as a result of that. Yeah, it's it sounded to me um, as we were talking about it in the previous segment that that there was this that it it was very transitional and you might not actually be conscious of of every move you do to abide that that initial um, awareness and 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 so you know I'm, i'm trying to get at this how do we how do we know that we're uh, abiding by it uh, you know once once we have that that awareness we figure out who our true self is or we have some sort of um, recognition that we have a true self and and what that might be how do we how do we know that those other things are naturally falling into place in a, in a certain <clears throat> very real way, after the recognition of self occurs, um, it is a inevitable process. Uh, it's a process that may vary greatly from person to person, you know, from from mind to mind. Um, but it it is a process that that will happen. And in essence, there are really two we can call them two states of mind. One is the ego mind, which is the split mind, the mind that, you know, we operate or have operated or most people on the planet are still operating under this illusion of separation. And then there's the whole mind, which is the recognition, of course, that mind is one and that everyone, uh, you know, that, that, that mind, everyone is shared within that mind. That, you know, the, the abidance is simply dismissing uh, thoughts and the subsequent actions of thoughts that arise from that sense of separation or from that ego mind and feeling free to um, completely accept thoughts that arise from, from that whole mind, the sense of whole being. Um, because those actions that are taken 
and actions that flow from that are actions that are inclusive of uh, of all. They're inclusive of your environment in that, um, you know, you're, you're not going to do something that uh, is not beneficial for, uh, for everyone within your environment. You know, when we talk about letting go of those ego-driven uh, pursuits, it, it almost sounds like sort of dropping out. And, and I want to make sure and address the fact that you can find your true self and still um, strive to achieve things. Um, and, and, you know, invention doesn't stop. Problem solving doesn't stop. When no, we, but when striving does. Go. Striving does stop. Striving and end gaining stop because there's no need for it. There's absolutely no need to end gain and, and to strive. Your, your, uh, your actions take place in the now, and those actions will be maximally effective. Whatever it is you're engaged in, if you are not striving or you are not insisting on a particular outcome, because when you insist on a particular outcome, you are back into the mind. You have moved away from the still point, and you are back in, in, in the mind. And this is a um, suboptimal state of uh, effectiveness in terms of uh, suboptimal state of effectiveness in terms of anything that would be done. So how so how do we approach um, tasks related to problem solving in in a way that that achieves completion? Um, it it is there is absolutely no contradiction in any way, shape, or form with that. I'll give you an example. Yeah, you know, in, in years after this, for, for example, I would, you know, uh, you know, in, 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 in business that, uh, that I would do, I would sometimes help, you know, help groups that were looking to make investments in, in certain companies in, you know, maybe the medical diagnostics or the biotech or the life sciences space. And in looking at, you know, in looking at these companies, this is a big task in going through this. You're, there's, you know, there's a really complete focus in the now on, on what you're doing and your ability to, uh, to look at things and to read things and to move through things is, uh, becomes very, very focused. You're not pulled away by the mind in a million different directions. So your ability to, um, you know, to intuit things and to pick up things, it becomes, becomes very, very effective. It, you know, in, in no way have I seen, uh, you know, a decline in, in, any, in, any of that, in any of that ability. Now, there are certain things that fall away simply because you lose interest in doing them. Um, you know, and, but this, again, this is a, a very different story. You know, when you're performing a task or, or doing a job, you, you, you know, you, it has your, your complete attention, if you will. And, um, you know, it's pretty easy to intuit that, that that provides, you know, maximal effectiveness in whatever task you're doing at that time. And then um, what happens uh, as you move from task to task? The 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 the, uh, the flow of of life and living goes on very much the same. It's just not coming from a sense in separation. It's not coming from a belief in um, 
a belief in being a separate, isolated individual. That's that's all. It's it's you know it it you're 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 no longer looking to find yourself or to find your peace and your happiness in uh, experiences or in actions that you take in the world. But when you take those actions, you take them from the place of already coming from that understanding, which again just makes you maximally effective at what you're doing. So you don't have to look for things that make you happy. No, because you are happiness itself. The still point, your self-aware being, is peace and happiness itself. That is its nature. That is its essential, essential nature. I yeah, I'm. Um, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm struggling with trying to figure out how to transition from one place to to the other i i well, it's, it's the i understand it's the mind that's struggling the, the, the mind is in a constant struggle the mind can't understand the self the mind can't reason the self it can't understand the self this is about the recognition of that aspect of you that is prior to mind uh, it's not about the mind trying to figure this out with with thought. It it can't be done. It, it's that's it's not possible to to do that. It's it's simply about recognizing the source of mind, and then you you know you you thoughts still come, but those thoughts um, those thoughts more and more come from the recognition of your wholeness. And when thoughts arise that are not from that recognition, they're they're simply dismissed. They can simply be uh, dismissed and let go. It's, it's very freeing, very liberating. And I'm just wondering how um, it, those thoughts change or that voice inside your head changes once you've had that, that for lack of a better term, Kevin, awakening. Slowly. Slowly, it, 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 you know, it, there's no question that, it, you know, very much like a, a freighter in the ocean whose engine is cut, it's going to drift for, you know, miles before it stops. This is very much the same with the mind. And, you know, it, it, this is a process that it, it's a process that doesn't end. It's a process that goes on and on and on. But when these thoughts that are based on lack beliefs, they're based on separation, are they arise and they're not they're not followed they're not given attention the energy is withdrawn from that from those thoughts and subsequently the energy begins to be withdrawn from from the entire thought system of separation and and slowly over time uh, those thoughts do come less and and less what does non-duality mean well, duality is um, what we've been speaking about, this idea of the ego mind and ego self. Duality is this belief that we are separate, isolated individuals. And, you know, what um, most people believe and feel that what what they are essentially is limited by their skin, you know, so they're a body and a mind. And that's, 
you know, their mind, their thoughts, their feelings are internal to them. And then the world is external. The world is, it's, a, it's dualistic. The world is other than them. Uh, you know, um, other people are others. Animals, beings are others, uh, other than they are. So this is duality. Non-duality is the simple recognition that the awareness um, that we are at our core, the, the, the simple awareness with which we know all our experience is whole and complete, and it's one, it's shared. The eye that looks out from my eyes, what I have called I my entire life, is the same eye that looks out from your eyes, Tom, what you have called I when you refer to yourself, your, you know, you have referred to yourself your entire life as I. That I is the same. It is one. It is whole. It is complete. So that's the uh, breakdown of this dualistic belief system that, um, you know, most of us live by. See, I've commented uh, on occasion about duality and how frustrating it is and how much of life seems to be broken down into two parts. You know, night, day, right, left, up, down, you know, this sense of of there just being two options. Um, and, And I used to use the example glass half full, glass half empty. And and I always think in terms of, or, or I try to think in terms of, hey, can we get some more water in this glass? <laughs> well, you know, I think that um, the other way to look at it is uh, to be perfectly pleased that you have a half half glass of water, <laughs> as opposed to wanting more water. Be happy with what you have. But it but it isn't about the want. It's about not settling for only two choices. Well, you know, um, the, uh, the, reality, uh, the reality is that what happens on the screen of life is not there for us to control. And, you know, the illusion of control that we have and this, this striving for, uh, for control is, is really the problem. It is, it is the nature. It is the activity of the ego thought system. It's to seek and resist. It's to simply say, Whatever is present, I don't quite like it. Uh, I don't quite like it. I'd like it to be a little different. I'll just think about what's going to happen later. Or, you know, if I can just change this and move this out. And, you know, this is, um, this is suffering. You know, this is suffering itself at, at, a, at, at, the very, you know, at various levels. Uh, ultimately, um, this recognition simply leads one to recognize that all of this is simply about accepting what is and um, accepting, uh, accepting what is because you can't change what's on the screen of the world. You, you, it, it, that's not, it, it, it isn't possible. It's possible for you to change yourself and change how you react, uh, to what is, uh, you know, what is on, what is an experience, what happens in your experience, what happens in the world. Well, a couple more sessions like this, Kevin, and I may actually get it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's, what's next for Kevin? Uh, is there another book in the, in the works? You know, I, I truly, honestly, no idea, no idea. I, um, I'm really enjoying supporting the book. I knew I would support, you know, the book. I made a commitment to support the book. So I've been doing a lot of podcasts and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of these talks and, and some book events and, and, and whatnot, uh, you know, bookstore events and whatnot. And, it's been wonderful, and you know, I I truly don't know. Um, I'm doing this now and enjoying it very much. Certainly not writing another book at this point. Uh, it, it's uh, it, it what will happen will will happen in 
in time. But at this point, I, I do not really have any, I don't have any preconceived notions of, uh, of what's next time. How did, how did it come about for you that you wanted to write this book? I mean, you were going through what seems like a very personal experience. At, at what point in that process did it occur to you, I should share this with people? Yeah, you know, after after we had um, moved down here and we're spending a lot of time, you know, examining our experience and contemplating, you know, what you'd call meditating and, and sitting in meditation. And after this recognition of uh, this very clear recognition of awareness, of aware being as the self, um, a thought came one day of sitting in meditation that a book called The Still Point would be written. And about five years or so after that, it it happened. About five years or so afterward, the, you know, it that the first words really started to come, and I, I sat down and, and started to and started to write the book. And it was, I think, again, maybe just a thank you uh, to the universe or to God, to whatever whatever phrase you'd like to use, um, to say that hey, you know, it, there seems to be some ability to put some of these pathways down that helped me um, greatly to uh, to. Um, to, to see this and, and really to kind of change my life significantly. And why not offer that to uh, offer that? I, I think there's a lot of people out there who are in the situation I was in. They're in business They're, you know, they're doing something in the world. They're, um, they're, they're deemed successful by the world. And yet there's a deep, you know, deep um, problems, deep suffering and, 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 and there's fear and there's anxiety in them. And uh, they, they don't know maybe, that there's another option. So it, it was probably done as a gesture of thanks and a hope that perhaps it could help some others who might be in similar situations to where I was. Uh, you know, I'm always fascinated by the creative process. Um, did did you outline or structure the book in any way, or did no, it no. kind of write no. itself? I would sit down in the afternoons um, and, uh, you know, I'd put my, uh, my MacBook on my lap and I would sit and, you know, at, uh, some days a question would come and I'd write the question down and, and, uh, you know, write the answer down. And other days I'd sit there for two or three hours and just, it would end up being a meditation. I, not a word would come. I close the book up and I close the, you know, the MacBook up and, uh, no issue and return another day. But, you know, it, it, uh, it, it, it came, it wasn't forced. It wasn't, um, you know, any time there was any attempt in my mind to really force anything to come out, it it, it never made it. it. You know, it never made it. it. It it just did not flow. So it was a very the process itself was very 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 easy, very um, you know, very uh, very uh, non structured in in every way. When will the book be? Uh released or when has the book's been out the book was released actually on march 1st oh okay good 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 yeah the book's um, been out now for a little over a month well let me let me ask this because we're just about out of time kevin and i really appreciate you spending this time with me and the listeners this morning and sharing your thoughts sure. and experience and in uh, some thoughts from the book uh, but I always give guests an opportunity to let listeners know where they can find out more about you, the book, etc. Do you have a website you'd like to share? Yeah, there's a website, authorkevinkranitsky.com. So just obviously author in my, my, my first and last name, uh, .com. And the book is available uh, at many, many online outlets, Amazon, Books and Books, um, many, many online outlets you can, you can find the book.
the still point, the simplicity of spiritual enlightenment. Well, Kevin, thanks again, and uh, be well. Thank you, Tom. My pleasure. Have a good day. Bye. Bye. And with that, we're going to take a short break. Still lots more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead, but we'll let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. If you're streaming us, we have some messages as well. So don't touch that dial. Don't click that mouse. We'll be right back. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Cloth or disposable? Paint or wallpaper? Yellow or green? Babies come with lots of decisions. Crib or bassinet? Rocker or glider? So when it comes to protection against diseases, go with the safest, most effective choice. Vaccination. To protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases like measles, meningitis, and whooping cough. That's why nearly all parents choose it. Stroller or carriage, basketball, or soccer. So get all the recommended vaccinations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. Justin or Justine. Immunizations help give you the power to protect your baby. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Why are we stopping? We're going to be late for the show. Mom, Dad, we got to get gas. Not here, you're not. This place is charging an arm and a leg. Look, 
These days, price swings of 30 or 40 cents per gallon aren't unusual. But when a gas station charges a price way above the price at similar stations, that could be gas gouging. Michigan gas stations sell the correct quality and quantity of gas most of the time. But when a station does try to illegally take advantage of drivers, my office is here to stop them. Stop Attorney Generaling! We got a concert to get to! I hope she doesn't sit next to us. Narc. This is Attorney General Dana Nessel. If you have information about potential gas gouging, call my office or go online at michigan.gov slash ag. Put those away. We're at a gas station. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. Well, Bill, how you feeling? Oh, I have to look first. <laughs>
Well, look, if you stay around, you can say all you want to about anybody you please. Now, how's that? Ah, you close the door after the horse is gone. What horse? You know what horse? The one in the third race. You bet on him. <laughs> anyway, it's too late now. There's too much argument around here. The thing you and Bergen don't understand is that we radio people are temperamental, very sensitive. We radio people, Bill. You've only been on the air a couple of months. Ah, that's right, too. Seems like years and years. Anyhow, I'm going for a vacation far away from insults hurled at me by that little rat, Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Bill. Here's your nemesis, Charlie McCarthy. Hello, Mr. Fields. I heard you tell Mr. Michi you're going away on a vacation, huh? Well, do you want to make anything out of it? No. <laughs> oh, Mr. Fieldsworth, can I ask you where you're going? Yes, you can. Go ahead and ask him, Charlie. All right, I will. Where are you going? I'm going far away, far from the maddening crowd, far from the horse car, and the crack of the driver's whip. Get sawdust all over the floor. 
make this place look like a ballroom in a minute. You must scratch yourself. Keep walking around that cuspidor over there. Bill, look, though. What about that fish you caught? Oh, yes, thanks, Don. I almost forgot about it. I took, took the little sick fish home. I know, in a bucket of well water. <laughs> Very good, Charles. Sick fish, well water. Yes. Very good, excellent. <laughs> I like the yeah. And then I began a startling scientific experiment in advanced ichthyology, meaning the study of fish, Tom. Yeah, I know, Bill. Anything you don't understand, I'll only be too pleased to explain. Yeah, I, I know ichthyology is a study of fish, Bill. Go By on. removing a cup full of water from the pocket each day, I ultimately got the fish to live without any water at all. In fact, at the completion of my experiment, the fish could not hardly drink water. I had to feed him out of a bottle, a little water on the side. Did the fish get drunk, Mr. Fields? Uh, don't leave that kid out in the rain so much. The rain is warm. <laughs> the little fish would then follow me around like a dog. One day I was out in the woods hunting. Why were you hunting, Mr. Fields? Uh, we were shooting camels. Oh. For camel hair coats. <laughs> I finally turned around and Mrs. Little Fin steps behind me. Fin steps. I heard a splash in the brook beside me. I immediately removed my habiliment. My alpaca coat, my pale green trousers, my thick top hat. Yeah, I, I know, Phil, your habiliment. Uh, my socks and garter, with gold initials on and three. With love to dear William from Minnie. Minnie who? Minnie, ha ha. <laughs> I won't tell you. <laughs> anyway, Ben, you heard a splash and then what happened? I can't help thinking of that last one, that Minnie, ha ha. <laughs> Yeah, you heard a splash. Yeah, you? oh, yeah, I heard a splash. I went around Pronto. And to my great dismay, I found that... I know, the fish fell in that book and was drowned. <laughs> <laughs> you featured the punch that time, Bill. Uh, nothing of the kind. That isn't the answer. A dog had treed my little fish. Oh, wait a, wait a minute, Bill. You mean a dog had treed your fish? Oh, yes, Don, I forgot to tell you. It was a cat fish. All right, all right, Bill. I'm sorry we mentioned that. Uh, I later threw a flying fish. We threw across the Andes together. Famous Nandy's name? <laughs> Mr. Fields, when you're away, you're going to send us a postcard? No, I'll send you some termites. <laughs> I got that. I want a postcard. That's, I like postcards better. Yeah, I get termites just the same. Uh, do you expect to bring anything back alive, Mr. Fields? Plenty. <laughs> if you've ever been camping, you know what I mean. <laughs> Take care of Charles. I'll do my best, Bill. I'm going to start a savings account for little Charlie. Oh, a little savings account. Eh? <laughs> very subtle, very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh. Mr. Fields, yeah? can, I, can I ask you, if, if, before you go on a yeah. vacation, can I ask you a little favor? Sorry. Is it long? No, Mr. Fields, I just want to know, would you like to kiss me goodbye? <laughs> That's a great idea, Bill. Go on, go on, before you start fighting again. Kiss Charlie and make up. Yeah. I've been picking my teeth with better wood than him for years. I'd rather be kissed by a baseball bat. I have dedicated this little poem to this momentous occasion. Farewell, goodbye, my little chum. Hello, soon shall say. Hello, Bill. Oh, oh, what fun is going coming. Yes, but yeah, yeah. And going coming, too. The choo-choo train goes woo-woo-wooing. Woo-woo-wooing. <laughs> ah, evidently written by a Chinaman. <laughs> That's no 
This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.